0: Welcome to the Austin Parks Cast, from your friends at Austin Parks Foundation. Join us for conversations that'll give you an inside look at Austin's outdoor spaces. We'll meet you outside.
1: Meet me outside. Meet me outside.
0: Welcome back to the Austin Parks Cast. We've got an exciting interview with the Chief Operating Officer of C3 Presents. But first, here's a word from our presenting sponsor. The Austin Parks Cast is presented by Sirius Logic. Sirius Logic provides innovative, high-performance signal processing products that rock. Learn how their hardware and software solutions elevate consumer experiences at Sirius.com. And we're back. In today's episode, Austin Parks Foundation CEO, Colin Wallace, talks with Emmett Beliveau, the Chief Operating Officer of C3 Presents. In case you didn't know, C3 creates, markets, and produces live experiences, concerts, and events across the globe. This includes world-renowned music festivals like Austin's own ACL Music Festival, Lollapalooza in Chicago, Bonnaroo in Tennessee, and many, many more. Before working for C3 Presents, Emmett practiced law at a firm in Washington, D.C. and worked for President Obama's administration. In 2015, he was looking for a big career change and ended up joining the C3 team in August of that year. For over 15 years, C3 Presents and Austin Parks Foundation have worked together to bring ACL Music Festival to Zilker Park. ACL Fest fans have generated over $41.6 million for Austin's drastically underfunded park system. With these dollars, APF is able to fund community-initiated renovation projects in parks, trails, and green spaces across our city. Colin and Emmett talk about the history of our partnership, as well as some memories, including the infamous Dillarder incident. They talk about the challenges presented by a global pandemic and the steps taken to ensure festival goers are safe moving forward. Are you ready to jump in? I'll hand it off to Colin to get us started. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. Thanks, Grant. Uh, this is Colin Wallace. I'm the CEO of the
2: Austin Parks Foundation. And I'm super excited today to bring you the latest episode of our Parks ParksCast. Uh, and I'm joined today by my good friend Emmett Belliveau from C3 Presents. He's the chief operating officer, has a really interesting resume. And Emmett, thank you so much for being here today. We're excited to uh, have the talk. Me too.
1: Looking forward to it.
2: So I mentioned coming from the White House. So one minute you're working at the White House and the next minute you're working for a big uh, concert promoter. Talk a little bit about that
1: uh, transition as you said was at, was at the white house for for most of the obama administration and when i was looking for a, uh, the next chapter and in a new job back in in 2015 with about a year to go um in, in president obama's term I, I was looking for for a, a big change i had um as you said been in in uh, operational and policy and and political jobs for for some time i had practiced law at a, at a big firm in dc and I didn't want to do anything uh, like that any, anymore. Um, and so I cast a, a wide net and was talking to a variety of, of different uh, companies and nonprofits and foundations. And I had gotten to know the guys who founded C3 and were running C3 um, back in 2008 uh, in Chicago when we were working on President Obama's election night celebration we decided that, that that he would give his speech, win or lose. We certainly helped, hoped it would be uh, the a victory night uh, in Grant Park in, in downtown Chicago. And that is where C3 produces the Lollapalooza Music Festival every summer. And folks in Chicago said, well, you should really call this company down in Austin, Texas that, that helps us out and produces Lollapalooza every summer. They really know their way around the park and they take great care of the of the park, and they're a trusted partner. So I, I essentially cold-called C3 from Chicago, and said, "Hey, I've got this uh, this political event we're going to do uh, outdoors in Chicago in November, which was, you know, uh, a, an aggressive aggressive play on our part." And uh, and they essentially blew me off and said, "You know, we do rock and roll. We don't we don't do politics." And I I I think I called back and said, "Well, you know, we, we really need your help." And, uh, you know, the city of Chicago again told us we should talk to you. And, um, and it's not that different rock and roll and politics. You know, we need, we need tents and lights and stages and bike rack and barricades and security and hospitality. And they said, yeah, it does sound like a music festival. So they signed up and C3 ended up being the the production engine and and partner behind that magical election night back in, in November of, of 2008. And um, and we just stayed in touch. And by 2015, the the company had grown, and they were looking to to bring someone in to help run stuff day to day and look, and take care of the employees. And uh, I'd only been to Austin once. Uh, came down for um, ACL, the the, the infamous. Dillo dirt year. That, would, that, had my, that had been my exposure to ACL. So I guess it's surprising that I, that I came back. <laughs> uh, but my wife and I came down and, and, and had a long, fun weekend in town the summer of 2015. And then we we quickly moved and the, the girls started school here, I guess, just about six years, almost exactly six years ago.
2: That's funny. So, you know, you obviously had a, a, a bunch of different positions uh, in your time at the White House, but you mentioned they did the sort of victory speech, inauguration. I know they did the Easter egg roll, some other events for you guys over the years when you were at the White House. So effectively, they worked for you, and then you turned around and ended up coming and working for them.
1: Yeah. So after after election night, um, I, I was asked to to run the inaugura- the, the first inauguration back in two thousand nine, and so uh, one of my my first calls after taking over that project was to, was to call C3 again and said, hey, we've I've got another gig for you. It's it's uh, it's part rock and roll this time. C3 came and, and brought the whole team to, to DC in, in January of, of 2009 and did a lot of the infrastructure along the National Mall. So when you, you know, in a typical year when the the public is out there um, listening and, and watching the wearing in ceremony, all of the speakers and the big screens and the bathrooms, and the power, and the bike rack, and all of that infrastructure was done by the the C3 team back in 2009. And we got to do a, a, an incredible concert at the Lincoln Memorial a couple of days before the inauguration with kind of everyone in uh, entertainment, you know, from Bono to Garth Brooks and a bunch of folks in between, and the C3 team helped out with that as well. So that was my last kind of connect with them. I, I then went into um, a, a different job at the White House, but based on their any uh, experience and relationships at that point, they did get the, the White House Easter Egg Roll um, production and did that for all eight years of the um, Obama uh, administration. Uh, we, we were not there for the for the Trump years, and we're hopeful to maybe be back. Uh, although the the White House Easter Egg Roll this year was a was a, a dramatically scaled down event, you know, thanks to COVID. But hope springs eternal.
2: Yeah, and C three did this year some work or was that this year? This has been a long year. Um
1: on the on the Biden inauguration. Yeah, it, that's right. Um we were we were asked to produce uh an installation that was called the Field of Flags, which was a a a truly um in, incredible uh installation of almost two hundred thousand flags representing all of the US states and territories. Uh, along the entire length of the national mall, so that that space that normally is is taken up by members of the public watching this wearing in ceremony uh couldn't happen this year because of the pandemic and the Biden team wanted to do something uh, that had never been done before that was was um an acknowledgement of the Americans who couldn't physically gather there by installing all those flags so we brought um about three dozen folks from Austin. C3 uh, employees and then called upon all of our, our, our contractor and, and vendor teams across the country. So the same folks that are doing lighting at, at an Austin city limits music festival or Lollapalooza, we're, we're doing the lighting on the mall. Um, and, and we took about two weeks. We started, started loading in the day after the attack on the Capitol. So it was a pretty incredible time to be up in DC, um, to watch the, the security cordon be literally built around us. Um, and eventually to be protected by um, young men and women from the Texas National Guard who were deployed around the National Mall. So we had uh, some fun connections up there during those weeks. And for many of our our team um, and for all of our vendors and, and contractors, that was the first paying gig they'd had in in almost a year. You know, our, our industry shut down in, in March of 2020. Uh, here we are in January of 2021 um and so it was it was a a, a a bit of a celebration just to be doing something and to be working again and to get to do it on that stage and and to be a part of history was was pretty phenomenal
2: for those of you that are listening in today that aren't familiar um the austin parks foundation and c3 have been partners in the austin sea music festival now for 15 plus years hard to believe uh that predates both Emmett and i just for uh, full disclosure. But it's been a really incredible relationship. Um, you know, I, I always tell people, uh, they I tell them that, and they say, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, C3 puts on the event, and we take a percentage of the fans' uh, ticket price and put it back into our parks um, to the tune of, you know, somewhere in the $50 million range now over uh, that 15-year period, which it's really incredible as Emmett knows uh, prior to my time at Parks Foundation I worked uh from the day we released the yellow wristband uh at the what was then the Lance Armstrong Foundation uh until just about the day before Lance went on Oprah uh to tell the world that indeed it was true that he had been doing what everybody had accused him of doing and our partner at Nike uh in those days seemed like just the most incredible partner you could ever have. I think somewhere in the 80 or $90 million and a gazillion wristbands. Uh, and I remember through those years thinking, this is such an incredible thing that I will never uh, be able to experience again. This partnership with Nike, who's this global company, was doing such an incredible thing for you know the cancer space. Um, and they were such great partners. And I always thought to myself, well, there's no way we could I could ever work for a nonprofit and have a partner like that. But the partnership between us and C3 is rapidly going to eclipse that, which is kind of blows my mind when I think about it. I mean, you know, and Emmett, you and I have talked about this a lot, but um, you, know, you guys sort of set this up in a way that benefited our parks, and we're really just the steward of the fans dollars, which go back to the parks, which as we all know, are so uh, woefully underfunded. Um, so it's just a really, it's an incredible relationship. Obviously you in your, in your past have had, um, you've worked on a lot of events in public spaces. So, you know, maybe talk a little bit about kind of compare, obviously it's a big difference to put on a, an inauguration versus putting on ACL. So maybe talk a little bit about that.
1: Well, yeah, as you as you said, we we do get to operate in some some treasured places around the country. Uh, all of our favorite is is our hometown festival here in Austin, and, and getting to work in Zilker Park. But you know, whether it's the the National Mall in in D.C., which is National Park Service space, uh, a federal park, uh, or Grant Park uh, in Chicago, or City Park down in New Orleans, um, or the parks in Atlanta or the beach in Ashbury Park, New Jersey, where we operate, you know, our ethos is that we know that when we come in and, and do these festivals, there's a there's an impact uh, to the space and to the surrounding community. And so we wanted to, to find a model that not only, um, you know, compensated uh, the, the the costs of the event. And so, of course, we're we're paying for the, the, the parks, districts, uh, expenses and, and the, the, the police and security and fire and medical and all that stuff. But we wanted to find a model that, um, uh, would benefit the parks a, a, across the city. And that's, that's what the ACL partnership with, with Austin parks foundation does. Uh, and so we don't, we don't run it. We leave it to your talented team, Colin, to, to figure out where the the greatest need, uh, is every year, um, you know, through the various grant programs and, and awards and we just love, you know, hearing about uh, what you guys are able to do, and what the community is able to do you know, by leveraging these dollars. And I've been super lucky over the last couple of years to get out to to several new playgrounds and um, and playscapes and and gardens, and to see, you know, in in every city council district and every part of the city, um, you know, what these dollars are doing. Um, you know, there's been some bigger projects that, that folks are aware of, you know, the Great Lawn itself in, in Zilker Park or the, the renovations of, of Auditorium Shores that have kind of happened as as larger one-off projects. But I think the, the smaller annual impact that happens in, in all those different parks uh, across the city is pretty exciting to, to see. So, you know, we're in it for the long term. Um, C3 is an Austin-based company, um, or about 120 or so employees right now, or we're, we're smaller than we were a year ago before the, the pandemic. Um, but excited to be back and, and have a very busy couple of weeks and months ahead, uh, as we're able to finally get some festivals back in after a long pause.
2: Um, you mentioned, uh, the Dillardirt year and the Zilker lawn, uh, I'm pretty certain that the, um, the Great Lawn in Zilker is probably the only space in Austin park space that's irrigated um, on that level. Um, and I think it's hard for people who haven't lived here for a long time to remember what the, uh, the lawn at Zilker Park looked like uh, prior to ACL ever happening, um, but it's a phenomenal space. And you mentioned Auditorium Shores, and I think of Dove Springs and Colony Park, um, some of the other amazing projects, a five million dollar project at, Zil- at Republic Square uh, that we renovated a few years back. Um, but one that I remember personally really well, um, prior to being at the Parks Foundation, I was on the Trail Foundation board. I'm a big runner, um, and early in my career, I'd reached out to the guy that started uh, the Trail Foundation and said, "Look, I'm a runner, I work in the nonprofit space. I'd love to help you guys as they were getting started." which ultimately led to me being on the board and chairing the board and chairing every committee. But I was the chair of the board when we raised all the money. We had committed to the city as an organization, a very small organization, that if we ever got the boardwalk on a on a bond package, that the Trail Foundation would, would agree to raise $3 million, which at the time, we didn't have the bandwidth to raise $3, much less 3 million. And all of a sudden, it got on a bond, it passed, and the city looked at us and said, okay, you're the dog that's been chasing the truck for the last five years, so you caught it. So we need the $3 million. Uh, and we embarked on a on a pretty much all-volunteer-led capital campaign to raise that money. And one of the very first gifts was from the Parks Foundation, which came from ACL for $200,000. And I, it was really the sort of spark that kicked that campaign off and ultimately led to us raising, I think, five and a half million dollars uh, of additional money to get that boardwalk built. So it was just a really uh, impactful gift back in those days
1: when I really I had never even heard of the Parks Foundation. So thank you for that. Well, thanks for um, thanks for for doing it. I mean, the, the, the trail is such a, a a treasure. You know, we've we've only been here, I guess, six years now, but it, it's it's still, you know the 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 first or second thing you do when you're showing off Austin to, to visiting friends or family. And, uh, you know, I'm not a runner, but I I get on a bike occasionally. And so I love, love to, to, to ride the loop and and like my girls can now ride the loop with me. And that's a lot of fun. But if you haven't seen the Dillo dirt photos, I encourage you to, (laughs) To, to Google it. I think to this day, if you enter ACL into the Google search engine, it populates Dillo dirt. And you should go ahead and educate yourself on what Dillo dirt is, and then look back at the photos and, and realize that the kids probably didn't realize what they were sliding through or painting each other with back in, I think that was 2009. Yeah, a lot of them <laughs> are wishing
2: they would have educated themselves <laughs> on Dillo dirt before those pictures happened. Um, you know, our tagline at, at the Parks Foundation is people plus parks, because ultimately it's it's all about people. And one of the things that's really interesting to me about ACL is someone who, is, who has attended ACL since its inception. And I'd be remiss if I didn't just, you know, shout out to uh, Charlie Jones and Charles Atoll and Charlie Walker, who were really the ones that sort of set this thing in motion so many years ago. Um, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if it weren't for them. And Obviously we all, we have great relationships with those guys and we're just really appreciative of what they did. But you know, attending ACL and being in Zilker during the festival, it's such a different experience than you know the day to day. The people that I see walking around ACL don't look like the people uh, that I see there week in, week out. Um, so I'd be curious just on the demographic side, you know i know you guys have a lot of data on on who attends acl talk a little bit about uh who we see uh during any any given year of acl
1: sure well it's predominantly female so it's it's a, the majority of attendees to acl uh, are women it's it's by a, a, a slight um, majority but but a consistent majority nonetheless and and that's consistent with the, the the data we see that that women are often the the decision makers in house households when it comes to many things, but certainly to spending and on entertainment dollars, and so we're, we're we're thrilled that they consistently decide to to buy tickets and come out. You know, it's it's primarily a a, um, a regional festival. It's a regional festival with an international reputation. Um, so we have you know the the majority of, of attendees are either from the, the Austin metro area uh, or Texas, you know, greater Texas. Um, you know, heavy representation, obviously, from from Houston and and Dallas and San Antonio. But on a typical year, we will have folks coming from every state uh, in the country and, and a pretty sizable international um, uh, set of folks as well. Obviously, that's going to be a little different this year and uh, in, in 2021 with with COVID and, and, and a reluctance to travel still. So we're excited that it'll be kind of a especially local and, and regional this year. You know, what's interesting about ACL, as Colin mentioned, we do a lot of uh, surveying and, and, and listening to our fans about what we're doing well and what, where we can improve, and we ask them, you know, what, what's driving their decision to, to come. And while the lineup that, that Amy Corbin and her team put together every year is far and away the main driver to, to Zilker Park, uh, a close second is always Zilker Park itself people want to come down and be in this magical space in, in Austin. Um, it's, it's almost as if the, the, the lineup is is secondary uh, because they get to come down and, and, you know, sit under the shade trees and, and look at that incredible skyline and, and enjoy the music. And we also see a lot of people that, uh, you know, while they're, they're there for the music, they're also there just for the sense of, of, um, of, of, of history and, and tradition. So we've got a lot of folks, and I, I meet a couple new ones every year that have been to every single ACL uh, who are now um, taking their children to ACL, you know, after they may have gone when they were in college. And so we're always surprised that when we ask them what is driving, you know, their decision to come to the festival, a lot of times it's, well, this is just what I do every year. You know, I set up my base camp and we have our flags and we set up our, our folding chairs and uh, and we hold court for a few days. And to, to see that now happening across, you know, multiple generations is is really exciting. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're excited that, that new people come to the park. Um, and hopefully some of them stick around and, and, and come back, uh, you know, during the rest of the year.
0: Before we dive back into the episode, here's a quick word from our sponsors. The Austin parks cast is brought to you by ACL music festival taking place in Soaker park in Austin, Texas. ACL Fest has generated over $41.6 million for Austin's park system since 2005. Learn more at aclfestival.com. The Austin Parks Cast is also brought to you by Wheatsville Co-op. Wheatsville is a full-service natural foods cooperative grocery store that's been serving Austinites since 1976. Learn more at Wheatsville.co-op. Thanks so much to our sponsors for making our podcast possible. Let's get back to the episode. Butter, butter.
2: Well, I've lived in Austin for go a little over 30 years now. And, and I think that is really the interesting thing about ACL is that it is, you know, you look at festivals around the, uh, the, the country and it's Lollapalooza, it's Bonnaroo, it's largely names that have, that have been generated, whereas ACL is really about celebrating Austin. And I think you spoke to being in Zilker and seeing that city backdrop that has grown dramatically over the years. Um, but it's all about Austin It's local food in Austin and really celebrating Austin. And, you know, in addition to the money, that's gone back into the parks, the, you know, the economic engine that is ACL that I don't think anybody could have ever predicted. So, uh, pretty amazing, uh, and I, uh, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Emmett made the mistake of saying ACL 2020. Oh, you know what? Before we talk about 2021. Did I get the, did I get the year wrong? <laughs> no, yeah, <right. laughs> I want to go back to last year, which yeah. was you know, obviously a, a weird year, right? So we, we were in the middle of a pandemic. Things were as bad as, as they've been. New ACL wasn't going to happen. But we partnered together and, and did some things that were a lot of fun. You, you guys obviously put on a virtual event um and i think it was your idea or someone on your team's idea to to put the flags back in zilker just to really kind of commemorate uh the things that we we as a as a people were kind of missing out on um and it was incredible just seeing the people in zilker that weekend um congregating under the flags playing music listening to music just really sort of celebrating in their own way and and it just was you know, a, a reminder of how special ACL is to so many people, and and such fun to be a part of. Yeah, I, I,
1: I, I'd forgotten that we did that <laughs> until you mentioned it, but yeah, it was incredible. And you know, I think we decided that we the the flags that Colin is talking about are some some beautiful, colorful silk flags that you see lining the the, the perimeter of the festival, and and also in a, in a couple installations. Kind of geomet- geometrically spaced um, installations on the great lawn, and and we and we realized that those flags were sitting in our our warehouse in in Austin, and the aluminum poles. There's some I think they're 40 40 or 50 foot aluminum poles that we own were sitting in our warehouse in Austin, and that with a a pile driver and um, and a big forklift uh, we could get them up ourselves. And so <laughs> working with APF and in the park, the park district said, Hey, we, we've got this idea. And I was down there most, most of the day when we we put them in and it was probably the happiest thing that anyone had been a part of in at least six months. Um, and then to, to, to pull off the, the festival and to get to, to record some new segments with some local Austin artists. And we, we did a really cool taping, um, at the botanical gardens. We did another one with, Otis the Destroyer at the skate park, uh, down by house park, you know, with camera crews as they played on one of the, on one of the, uh, one of the jumps with kids skating all around us. It was really cool. Um, but we are excited to be back, excited to be back in, in, in real life and, and live. And, um, you know, in, in a, in a few weeks we will see uh, those gatherings again in, in Zoker park. And look, I think we're, as humans wired to to gather to gather together um to have these shared experiences and so a lot of folks have been have been missing that um we saw that at at Lollapalooza a few weeks ago in in Chicago where Thursday is the first day of the festival. It's normally a pretty quiet day. And we had the longest lines at the gates at 11 AM that we've ever had. People were just ready to come back (laughs) and they came back and they came back all four days. And so we're excited about, about having that again in Austin. And you mentioned some of those other festivals, Colin, ACL is not, it's not our largest show by, by any stretch. Um, we think we've got it to a, a good spot. So we're not looking to, to grow the festival at all. Um, you know, it's seventy five thousand, you know, people a day for those those six days, and we feel like it's it, it's the footprint is right and the the crowd is right, and we were thrilled to have the fastest sellout um, uh, in the history of the show this past a uh, few months back when we put the the twenty twenty one show um, on sale. So I think that that's just a reflection of of the the strength of the of the brand and the partnership with the city and with APF and all the local stuff you talked about. And um, clearly, some of these new folks that are moving to Austin have heard about ACL and they're they're getting in line uh, to get tickets because I certainly heard from a few of my friends in Austin who did not, <laughs> who waited too long this year. Friends in air New friends, yes. yeah, new I friends, have lots of those. new friends, old friends.
2: Um, you mentioned Lollapalooza, uh, which is interesting. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, Lollapalooza happens in Grant Park in Chicago. It's about a hundred thousand person festival. I still remember. 1991, when it was a traveling festival headlined by Jane's Addiction, because I went twice. Um, but we're about three or so weeks out from that, and that was sort of the first big event I think of that scale that that we've seen as the pandemic has kind of roared back a little bit. Be curious, just kind of thoughts from what you've seen. I know the Chicago Public Health Authority had a press conference recently, and and Talked a little bit about it, so share a little bit about what you guys have learned uh, a few weeks out from that.
1: Yeah, we were we were, you know, hopeful that the that the conditions and the, and the the progression of the pandemic would be in a place where we could we could safely do it, and so we've been working with with the city of Chicago and and their um, wonderful mayor Lori Lightfoot and her um, public health team, led by Dr. Allison Arwadi Uh, And they said, Hey, if you, if you guys are are willing to uh, make sure that everyone that's at the festival uh, has either been vaccinated uh, or has a a negative test uh, in close proximity to the festival, we think it can be done safely. And so we, you know, readily agreed. And, and that's how the festival was, was put on sale. So everyone knew what they were, what they were getting into. Uh, What we didn't know is what that, that, Breakdown between the vaccinated or the negative tests would look like until people showed up at the gate, um, and we were really happy to see that that more than ninety percent of the attendees were fully vaccinated. So we were we were checking at the gates, and more than ninety percent of the folks that were coming through were showing us a vaccine card uh, or a vaccine record, and then about eight percent or so, seven or eight percent, were showing us that negative test. Uh, and we, of course, you know wanted to have options for folks that were either too young to get the vaccine um or couldn't get it for another medical reason and then we had a couple percentage points of folks that just you know hadn't listened and showed up with nothing and were turned away and uh had the option to go out and get a rapid test and and come back in it so you know what what that told us um is that People were getting vaccinated to attend Lollapalooza because that ninety percent uh, is greater than the vaccination percentage of the city of Chicago or Cook County or the state of Illinois or frankly anywhere in the country. Um, and our surveys after the show said that around twelve percent of attendees, I mean that's tens of thousands of people, right, uh, said they got the vaccine um, to attend Lollapalooza. That Lollapalooza was a factor in in getting their getting vaccinated. So. We were, we were super happy with how that all played out, um, but then anxiously watching the, the case counts in, in Chicago and the um, announcement you referenced, Colin, was that uh, they were only able to, to trace just over 200 cases uh, connected in some way to the festival. And that's not just in Chicago, but across Illinois and across the country, they put a, a call out to all the public health agencies. And when you do the math on that, um, it's, it's fewer cases than they expected. And Dr. Arwady said it was a safer place to be than the rest of Chicago, uh, because of that, that vaccination percentage. So we're thrilled with it. Um, it was a, a, a big moment, uh, not just for the city of Chicago, but for our company and our industry to show that, that big events can be done safely. You know, that's the model we're applying to ACL. Uh, we expect the same thing to, to happen here in Austin. In a couple of weeks, but it was really good to to be back and to be able to put people back to work and and uh, and have that event you know v c so successful
2: yeah, I think tens of thousands of people willing to be vaccinated so that they can go to LALA says a lot about people's appetite for getting back to quote unquote normal or doing normal things yeah. um, and you referenced sort of those same protocols this year, I guess you know in terms of ACL to the fans that are going to be attending the festival, what can they expect? You know, if, if, if I'm Joe Blow getting ready to go to ACL, what's, what's that going to look like compared to previous years?
1: So it, it'll look just about the same. Um, it's going to be the, the same show, same hours, same, same number of folks. Um, you know, another incredible lineup. On, on the health side, we're just going to ask that you bring a uh, printed copy of your negative COVID-19 test result. Um, that's been taken within 72 hours of the, of the first day you're gonna come to the festival and, and show us that at the gate. Uh, if you are fully vaccinated, you can go ahead and bring your, your vaccine card instead of that negative test result and, and we'll look at that as well. This went very well at our, our previous festival and uh, it's really not um, any, much, any much of a delay at all at the gate. Um, it is a requirement, we'll look at it every day, so make sure to bring that documentation every day um, it, it, applies to kids too. So as always, if you have children 10 and under, they're, they're welcome to come with you free of charge. They don't need a ticket to attend the music festival, um, but they do need a test result this year. Uh, and we know that, that folks 12 and under, um, or 11 and under, uh, can't get vaccinated. So it's, it's especially important that if they're going to come this year, that those children also have the negative test that the parents can, can show our personnel, uh, at the gate. You know, on, on masking, we're going to wait until we get a little closer to the festival and, and in conjunction with the, the public health authorities, see what the best recommendation for masking is. It's changing, um, you know, very quickly. And we're, we're taping this still several weeks away from the festival. So stay tuned for the latest on masking. But of, of course, uh, folks can, can bring a mask and wear a mask if they'd like to. We'll have free masks available uh, at the festival. But if you're like me and my family, you have a pretty extensive designer mask collection now to, to choose from and your favorite brands and colors. Uh, so, you know, make that part of your ACL festival outfit is the, is the masking accessorization this year. Um, and of course, you know, I, I think we do a good job in, in any year of, of keeping the park clean um, and running incredible programs on recycling and composting. We'll be doubling down on that this year with, with increased cleaning of, of our restrooms um, additional hand sanitizer stations. You'll probably see the, the, the folks that are working the food booths wearing masks this year. Um, so just, you know, some sensible steps, but, you know, as we talked about with Lala, the, the, we saw that when done thoughtfully, um, and, and deliberately in, in a, a spirit of partnership that we know we'll have here in Austin, that these outdoor events, um, can be just as safe as anything else you're doing, uh, during your day.
2: Um we've talked a lot about Zilker and ACL and obviously everybody loves Zilker. It's a great space and um not to put you on the spot, but what uh outside of Zilker, what's your favorite park
1: in Austin? <laughs> well, I know it, I I guess is the trail isn't technically a park, right? But I and, and I do love it. Well, actually t- technically it is. Parts so that, of it it yeah, is. But, so count. I I I do love the trail. Um again, more 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 wheels than knees when it comes to getting around there, but most of my other park time um, is dog related. So we, we love taking our, our dog Ernie, um, to, to Auditorium Shores. Um, he also loves Redbud Isle and being able to, um, you know, get his paws and legs in, in the lake there. You know, I, I'm really lucky that I get to work out of Zilker for several weeks every year. You know, that when we start to set up in the park, uh, we bring down, you know, they're not very, they're not very glamorous. They're essentially construction trailers, but we bring several construction trailers down to the parking lots around ACL. And most of our company moves down to Zilker park. And so it's a great place to to commute to. I ride my bike most days to, to the park, uh, from home. And, uh, it's fun to be able to commute to the, the best park in Austin and to call that home for, for a couple of weeks, um, it's always kind of a downer when we have to pack up and turn in the trailers and come back to our, our office building in in East Austin. (laughs) Um,
2: Well, Emmett, uh, just again, I'm super thankful to you and everybody at C3. Like I said, y'all have been the best partners I could ever have imagined. Um, the, The money that has come from the fans at ACL that have gone back into parks hundreds of parks all over Austin um, I think it's hard for people to really understand what a big deal it is Um, when Zilker is your model it just seems like a great park but uh, for someone that works in the park space all the time to see some of the spaces that that we call parks in other parts of town um, is kind of sad and so being able to build a swing set or build a playscape or bring amenities, pools, you name it, to parks around town that aren't as fortunate as Zilker um, has been an incredible pleasure. And it never would have happened um, had it not been for this just incredible relationship. So on behalf of all of us, to all of y'all, thank you so much. Um, And thank you for your time. You've got a lot going on. You guys have several events prior to ACL. And an uh, you know an hour of your time in in that storm,
1: I very much appreciate. So, oh, it's been fun. It's been a good good trip down memory lane. I don't, <laughs> I don't talk about the DC chapter much, so that was fun. Um, and let me just add my my gratitude to to you, Colin, and and to the whole APF team, and and of course to the the women and men who buy tickets to ACL every year because they're the reason we do this, and and they are providing the dollars that we're able to to put back to the parks. Uh, and to help support our company, obviously, so it's a it's an incredible um, arrangement. We love it. We don't want it any other way. Uh, we love our hometown festival, and I hope to see you all down in Zilker Park in a couple of weeks. Here, here. All right. Thanks, Emmett. Thanks, everybody, for listening in.
0: We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. The Austin Parks Cast is a production of Austin Parks Foundation and is presented by Cirrus Logic with support from ACL Music Festival and Wheatsville Co-op. Learn more about the work we do to improve parks for every Austinite at austinparks.org. Austin Parks Foundation is a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving parks, trails, and green spaces across our beloved city. Our tagline is People Plus Parks. We aim to give every Austinite a park within a 10-minute walk no matter what part of town they call home. If you'd like to support our work in the parks, text APF to 76278 or visit austinparks.org backslash donate today. With your support, we can provide access to wonderful outdoor spaces for every Austinite. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Austin Parks Cast. A friendly reminder that you can listen to all of our previous episodes on your favorite podcast platforms. Do you have a question or topic you'd like us to talk about? Leave us a voice message on our Anchor FM webpage at anchor.fm backslash austinparkscast. We might even play your message on the show. Do you want the latest news from Austin Parks Foundation? Give us a like on Facebook or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. That's all for today's episode. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll talk to y'all soon.